0: T.C. Hale is not a doctor and does not claim to be a doctor or licensed in any type of medical field. Don't be an idiot and use anything heard on the show as medical advice. This information should be used for educational purposes only and you should contact your doctor for any medical advice. Now get off me. Welcome to Kick It Naturally. I'm Kenna McEnroe and I'm here with T.C. Hale, author, natural health expert, producer, and just about everything on the planet.
1: I'm all the things in the planet. Also, beets can make your pee brown.
0: Oh, nice Whoa. to know, really. You know, it,
1: it, it seems like they should have like a warning label or something because all the time I will have clients and people email me freaking out because their pee is brown or almost red. Am I bleeding? Am I dead inside? And I'm like, did you have beets? And they're like, yeah. And I think that just just the way some people process them, maybe they're not processing them enough or something, but it, they can make your... P. brown so I, oh. I'm, I'm gonna just I'm gonna write a letter to see if I can get a warning label on beats
0: there should be something um if this is your first time hearing us I'm sorry uh today we're gonna be talking about water but before we go into that let's say hi to hottie patati will Schmidt howdy. hi
1: hottie patati will Schmidt howdy
0: he is a fitness trainer extraordinaire to the stars here in Hollywood I do that and I'm trying to get him to tell me who all he trains, but he won't.
1: It's a t- it's top secret. Mm-hmm. It's need to know basis.
0: Exactly. All right. So, but, uh, but
1: Elvis is one of them. Who? Elvis?
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, he's in the building. <laughs> Um, So if you haven't liked us on Facebook, go ahead and stop everything you're doing and go to Kick It In The Nuts. Like us there. That's where we post all our show topics. And you guys can ask any questions that you want us to cover. You can also give any kind of like if you a suggestion for a show topic because we're starting to run out. people. We need some suggestions here. I was thinking bone broth. Did we do anything on bone broth?
1: No, we should do a nutrient-rich foods yeah. show. Yeah, That's yeah, a yeah. great idea. for staple foods. Right. Okay, yeah. we'll okay. do that soon. Stay um, tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. To see probably... if I can drink it. Right after yeah. the Botox yeah, episode. We'll, yeah, we'll do that after the one on clowns.
0: <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, we forgot to do clowns. <laughs> Um, so uh, if you like audiobooks, you're going to love our sponsor audible.com audible.com mm-hmm. is giving all our listeners a free audiobook of your choice and a free 30-day membership. Go to kickitinthenuts.com forward slash audiobook to find the link so you can get yours. And I hope one of those books is "Kick Your Fat in the Nuts."
1: Because you can get that free now. It's an audiobook mm-hmm. because we're that fancy.
0: And it won't be Tony reading it to you. So right, which you helps, can a yeah. helps a lot
1: that helps a lot.
0: All right, so water.
1: Mm. Yeah, let's do water. You no? Know? It's a good one. I don't even know that I have to any open. To pound
0: opening. or not to pound water? Pound,
1: you no, know, no, no! don't chug water. Don't funnel it.
0: Okay. We don't
1: want to funnel water. Main line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. I might be too advanced. I yeah, don't yeah, know what you're talking about. That. You know,
0: every, <laughs> ever since I moved to LA, I mean, Texas is dry, but it seems so much drier here that, like, automatically I just started drinking tons of water. Yeah, well, so I moved
1: good. from Florida, so, so it was
0: precipitation you know, is where I is lived I, just, all that.
1: I walked around like I was Co- I you was lotioned. just lotion. your body yeah <laughs> right For just inhale mm-hmm. so let's just let's hop into questions because I also we also have some great ask Tony questions that some people submitted that I'm hoping we have time ask to get Tony. to ask Tony ask Tony
0: ask Tony yeah that's what oh, I oh oh I thought they <laughs> were calling you a
1: donkey no they weren't calling me mean names ask okay. Tony
0: okay alright so our first question is Laura from Los Angeles California what is the best type of water to drink? And then Tracy from Wellingboro, Northamptonshire. What's the best water to drink in the UK?
1: So that's kind of what this episode is about mostly is, is we're, we want to talk about uh, the type of water that you're drinking, who's drinking it, uh, who should be drinking it, who should be drinking less, more, when do you drink it, what do you sing while you're drinking it? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All that should kind of stuff.
0: Should it be cold? Should it be warm? Should it be room temperature? Sure, I mean, we, all those we things. we can make up. We Carbon can make up stuff salty, like that. Covered yeah. in alcohol, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like my water doused with alcohol.
1: But I, I don't have a like a UK answer. I don't know if there's there's something else you over gotta there. Get out more and travel, right? I do. I need to stamp some passport pages or something. But um, we're still going to give you an idea of what you should be looking for, depending on your chemistry and. All that kind of stuff. So, uh, I know people want to know what's the best kind of water to drink, but there isn't really a a one answer. Um, but if somebody is like in a bad way in their health, and they uh, let's say that their blood pressure is really high, and they haven't ever taken a step to improve their health at all, I'm going to say I want you to drink like the wet kind. <laughs> you know, don't 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 get so hung up on.
2: this and that and And, uh,
1: you know people are saying you have to drink alkaline water and you have to you know they're they're making so many rules that it kind of restricts somebody some people just need to drink some water yeah um and other people need to drink less so we're going to talk about some specific kinds that might be the most beneficial but um the first answer is just the wet kind you
0: ever seen water like on leather when it's like all dried up leather and then you put water on it And that's how I think of some people that don't drink water ever. I'm like, you're just an old piece of leather Uh, who needs some water on it.
1: Yeah, I've never put water on leather.
2: Leather is made of collagen, which does lose its form when you're dehydrated. Yeah, it gets all Anyway, I think we could make some rules or guidelines about types of water we shouldn't drink like Mm -hmm. in general.
1: That's a great place to start. Yeah. Let's Thought start with water that. From no, the ocean? We'll, <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't drink that.
2: Depends. <laughs> but but uh, the kinds of water we'd be, I'd say we'd be against would be like regular tap water, just because of a lot of. Garbage that's in it.
1: Yeah, and we have some people with questions with, with that, and we'll get into a lot of the specifics. Oh, okay. With tap water. We wanted
2: to get into the questions then first, and we'll get to the. No, but, we, rules no, but
1: keep going. We'll just we'll, we'll dig into more into tap water though.
2: I I vote against alkaline water. Also, I, I as, second that as vote. As a blanket, not good. Even if you are too acidic, whatever you mean by that, <laughs> still not right. good. Correcting your pH is not a matter of pouring more alkaline things into your body. It's a lot a lot more complicated than that, and the problem with drinking alkaline water is it neutralizes your stomach acid, which creates a whole set of a whole world of problems. Yeah, and it,
1: if you've never heard us before, don't think that we're saying um, you know alkalizing is is a made up thing, but we're saying it's a wrong thing. Yeah. <laughs> so we we have a lot of experience with alkalizing stuff, and even more experience with more deeper meanings in, with pH. And we, we did a whole episode on yeah. on that, yeah. right? Yeah. On I alkalizing. Think. Yeah. So listen to that. Maybe we won't cover all of that, but um, some people at, at their blood level is a little too acidic and they could benefit from helping their blood be less acidic. That is true, but the means that a lot of people are doing that by um, are completely wrong and, and the means that they're gauging that buyer, even worse. Yeah. Riddle
0: me this if you were on acid, like a hallucinogenic drug, if you drank alkalizing water, would that bring you out of it? No, <laughs> it would make it worse because
2: it would. <laughs> Further impair energy production, which is already impaired by, like, the huge amounts of serotonin released on acid. So it would push you even further into metabolic dysfunction. Oh, okay. Every Good. show,
1: we learn that Will knows a little bit too much
0: about what What are you saying?
2: It's all an armchair. <laughs> <laughs> He's just been reading up on yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> right
1: so but in any regards no matter where someone's blood ph is which is the only real deciding factor as to whether someone needs to take steps to alkalize that situation or not but even if that is the situation we find that alkaline water is not the right route to go because of your dampering that you're messing up digestion
2: and energy production at the cellular level but we don't got to go too deep into that but it's Bad.
1: It's bad. Yeah, so that's a bad one. So alkaline water I say no.
2: Yeah.
1: Um another one I say no is people that are pretending that it's water but it's just sugar in there.
2: Mm. Like, like a jar of sugar. Yeah, it's
1: like a <laughs> jar of sugar. Are you? And they're but they're selling it as, you know, flavored water. Now there are some flavored waters that here comes a sneeze. Ken usually does three or four in a row. Oh, oh, that's such a southern
2: gentleman. Southern sneeze, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: gentle mm. but there are some flavored waters that actually do just have a little bit of flavor in it, and and those are great. They don't do a lot of chemicals. I think uh, I think Hint was the name of one of them. Do you know other others? Do you like?
2: I, I just I always if I flavor my water, I use like liquid stevia's. Mm-hmm. I'm just like right. It's a great way to make like home sodas, with, like a Soda Stream and a filtered water. You just add a liquid stevia, and you got like a root beer.
0: What about water disguised as coffee or tea? Mm.
1: It's not. It's not a very good disguise. Uh, oh, okay. but there are a lot of people that you ask them. You know, how much water have you had today? And they're like, "Oh, well, I had two cups of coffee this morning." Yeah. yeah. So you and, can't count that. You know, it's, yeah. Yeah. It it's not. It doesn't count as water because it has water in it.
2: Yeah. In general, I mean, it, it really does depend the amount of water, though, that you need, depending on your a ton of factors, like how hot it is, how humid it is, how much you sweat, how electrolyte-saturated your blood tissue is, how anabolic or catabolic you are, how much you work out, how water-dense your food is. There's
0: a lot of equations to go <laughs> yeah. into that, man. Yeah. How many relatives live in your garage? Daily, you <laughs> right. know, oh, today I. You've got to come up with that program and that, like, some kind of calculation. That would answer a lot of questions. Yeah, there you go.
1: Um, so let's dig into some of this with this, some of these questions because people ask some good questions. So we'll kind of expand on all this as we go over
0: them. All right, Jim from Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri. I drink anywhere just short of one gallon to about a gallon and a half per day. is that too much
1: so let's talk about when is that too much and when is it not too much?
0: yeah,
2: if you're electrolyte deficient, I think is probably one of the the biggest markers to be careful not to drink too much water like if you're already low blood pressure, uh, which you can check easily with, by testing your blood pressure. you can see like oh, if you drink a whole lot of water just by the basic Sign or the basic principle of diffusion like when you drink a fluid that doesn't have as much stuff in it it's going to pull stuff into it if it's in like a a medium like if your, your bloodstream's denser it's going to pull electrolytes out of your bloodstream and into your kidney stream and you'll pee out your electrolytes so you don't want to overdo it if you're already low on electrolytes
1: yeah so when you may have noticed that if you drink a lot of water you pee more Mm-hmm. So that stuff flowing through is just is taking stuff with it and pulling it out of the body, so uh what kind of number would somebody look like look at for their blood pressure and to what's an electrolyte deficient yeah. measurement
2: so if your blood pressure is under one thirteen over seventy three then we'd say like that you're probably electrolyte deficient anyways. right, so that
1: doesn't mean that you that water's bad it doesn't mean that you don't need water, it just means that you don't qualify to drink a lot of water. And yep. you can you can kind of gauge that by uh, watching your blood pressure and see if it changes when you change the amount of water that you drink.
0: But then, do you have to like fix things to make sure you're drinking enough water, or yeah. is it? Or some people just okay with less water.
2: Well, I'd say it's probably still a good idea. It's definitely important to still drink water. Like you mm-hmm. shouldn't not drink water mm-hmm. if your blood pressure is low. Like you still want to probably at least get a couple liters a day, but try to have. Uh, there'd be minerals in that water, whether it's a pinch of salt you add Those to it trace or drops, the yeah. concentrates, trace mineral drops we like a lot. Um, you, you'll you want to add more electrolytes to your water so that it's replenishing rather than depleting.
0: I didn't think of the salt. That's a good
2: one. Yeah, yeah and Will just said one thing that I
1: don't want people to make a rule just because he said it in passing, and that was to drink two liters of water a day. And yeah. And so <laughs> you really have to... Pay attention to how you do, because I know some people that if they that before they started fixing things, if they drank two liters of water, they would be ruined mm. and correct. Now, but the truth is, the body really does need that much water. But uh, a lot of people need to fix things before they can up the water. So you into should
0: it. you should work on fixing it and then up your water. But right. you shouldn't just say, "Okay, I'm going to be a person for the rest of my life that just needs to drink less water," because you yeah, still need it. Yeah, you don't want to do that.
1: Okay. But um, so. One thing that we use a lot is the concentrate mineral drops that you can get at most Whole Foods or Amazon, um, and the
0: glycerin stuff. Uh... That
1: that can be good too. Uh, as somebody is building up stuff, we use a vegetable glycerin thing um, that seems to be able to thicken the blood in the immediate. For some people, if they use too much, it can end up thinning the blood a little bit. So. um I like to use that in conjunction with the mineral drops, though, because the drops is just adding minerals to the water. And we'll talk about some other waters with these some other questions from people that you can add that. But if someone is uh, taking steps to fix digestion so that they bring more minerals in, then they can be adding the mineral drops as they try to increase water a little bit using that, and they can watch their blood pressure to see how they do.
2: Yeah. And you do want to get to that point where you qualify to drink at least a couple liters yeah? because your body needs to filter garbage out. And if you're just being like, well, I'm skinny and I like it and I'm just going to stay at a low blood pressure and I guess that means I shouldn't drink much water, you know? So you retain your electrolytes, well, that's gonna create a filthy bloodstream, and your tissues are going to accumulate all this metabolic waste. So we want it to be like a fresh stream inside your circulatory system. So you are peeing out the waste products. You just have to like get it so that you have enough resources to sus- like, sustain adequate blood pressure and electrolyte density, while also still drinking water and clearing out waste through your kidneys
1: right so going back to Jim you know he says he's drinking a gallon to a gallon and a half um, the way to understand how you're doing is to look at your blood pressure and if if your blood pressure is still high drinking a gallon and a gallon and a half then uh, I wouldn't say that you need a lot more water I mean you may but you, you may also need to look at other factors that be co- that could be causing your blood pressure to go high that much but that's the first thing you want to do is look at that to get an idea of what how is my water intake is it, and is it appropriate for me?
2: It and it could be because like maybe it's hot in Missouri. I don't know. Like I've never really been right. there, but you could be sweating out a ton of water, and you need, you still also need to like pee out water, and you need water for your own cells. So. If you're thirsty, that's a pretty good marker usually to yeah drink that much and if you cut down to a gallon and you feel all deplete and your and your urine starts getting really like full of sediment or a darker color, then that's an indication oh, maybe you did need that much water
1: right, if you can paint the walls with your <laughs> urine because right. it's that bright and dark and um you know that's not quite dilute enough, yeah
0: all right. Rich! Bottled water or straight out of the tap. We have a filter in the fridge and I drink a lot of that. Nice and ice cold. Wendy from Mobile, Mobile Alabama. Alabama. Like Rich, I use the water filter by my fridge for drinking, but I use tap water for cooking. Most of what I read and have heard from the podcast, I should be drinking distilled water. At just under a buck a gallon, I'm wondering if the filtered water from the fridge is good enough. P.S. My fridge has a filter sensor to tell me it's time to change it, and I do change it immediately.
1: So, um, an interesting fact is that a lot of water filters are crap. Mm. So that's an interesting fact. Yeah.
2: We should put that on, like, a Snapple bottom. (laughs) Yeah, that
1: that should be one of those (laughs) quick phrases. Um... So um a lot of them just don't work and a lot of the pitchers that are filters kind of thing um they're just not pulling out enough of the garbage to really be doing a lot of benefit. And the problem with that is that sure they're doing something, so that's better than nothing, but if they give you the false impression that you're you're doing a good thing, uh that's not so great.
2: Yeah. And you can find out like if you call your fridge manufacturer and ask them about, like, the filter in there. You can look up, like, the, the fact sheet that they're... I'm sure they have to make that, like... Most companies provide that, like, what it does filter and what it doesn't filter. And, and I think they generally have to be honest. Like, they can't say it's, like, ultra completely medical grade pure water if it's not. So they can see, like, oh, yeah, it does remove heavy metals, but it doesn't remove chlorine or fluoride or whatever. And and you do want to get your water to be generally free of chlorine and fluoride because it's going to do bad things to you, like kill your flora, mess up your thyroid function, It's okay. not not nice. deplete your iodine.
1: Right, and that question's coming up too okay. um so we' we'll, we're going to come back to that thyroid stuff and but um you know the the best type of filtration system is a reverse osmosis filter, and it's the kinds you you know the big kinds usually they you build them in under the sink but there's another company that does one that's pretty good too do you remember the name yeah, of the website
2: i i love it we actually just started selling them on our natural selection nutritional's website thing but there's um pure water systems creates these water filters that were designed in the spirit of the findings of this f- amazing hydrologist named Louis-Claude Vincent, and they call it BEV water, which means bioelectronic Vincent water. So it's water that's been filtered and sort of like, not ionized, but like put in the range of pH and uh, or P and filtration level that he found produced the greatest health in individuals. So they call it BEV water. You can look that up. If you go to mybodyofknowledge.net and type in perfect water, you can read all about Louis Claude Vincent and the filters. And there's a spec sheet too that shows. What exactly those filters pull out of the water versus other systems?
1: And we'll put a link right to the the water filters too. Do, do, do you remember off the top of your head how much they are? I know they're not like the four thousand dollars ones. They're
2: not. Uh, the, the, an interesting note is they they are less expensive than reverse osmosis systems. So right. if you're looking to get water on that level, this is a cheaper option. And they have they have three models. There's like a portable one that has. They're all the same filter. It's just the format of it. It's a portable one. There's a countertop one, and there's an under the sink one, and the portable one I think is around 600. The countertop's around 7 750, and then the under the sink model is like closer to 900 or 850 or something. Right, and
1: um, I just I really like the under the counter thing. And I have a reverse osmosis. I don't I don't know where the under the counter the BEV one uh, works, but I, I love that I can just you know push a little handle on my sink and I get water. I don't have to do another. I don't have to go to the fridge where I filtered it or some other thing. Um so I really like that. But the reverse osmosis filters are a, a little more expensive. Um but uh you know the it, it's not like these four thousand dollar filters that people are selling in the uh multi level marketing companies that are all alkalizing their water and making it to where it's it's really not
2: good. Yeah. Yeah, and they're adding they're adding minerals to it that may be good for some people, but the, the great thing about reverse osmosis water is, and bev water, it clears out everything, pretty much just the H2O is left. And then if you need electrolytes, you can add good ones of the right kinds for you.
1: Right, so if you are a person like we talked about at the beginning that's electrolyte deficient, um, and you're drinking reverse osmosis water, then it's good to add mineral drops because the reverse osmosis process pulls all the junk out, but it pulls the minerals out too. Um, not quite as much as distilled, I don't think, but uh, you're still you lose a lot of that good stuff that would have naturally occurred in water 500 years ago. So you want that stuff from 500 years ago. So adding mineral drops back in there is a good is a good step to take if you're electrolyte deficient.
0: All right.
1: Um, so oh yeah, let's look at uh yeah, so um I don't love most of the fridge filter filters because the ones I've seen have been uh have the similar effectiveness as a a pitcher filter. Sure. Like one of those Brita things that you would pour in yeah. the water and it kinda filters it through a, a carbon filter. Yeah. And that just doesn't do enough to pull all the junk out.
2: Yeah. And like I said, you can get a spec sheet usually of the report of what the filter pulls out of the water but you can also fairly inexpensively for i think it's probably like 20 bucks or something on amazon get what's called the tds meter which measures the amount of total dissolved solids in a fluid and you can just put that into a cup of water from whatever source you want to analyze and it'll tell you how many parts per million of Garbage or minerals are present in it. So, if you do it through like a BEV system or reverse osmosis system, it'll be like super close to zero, like between like 10 to 30 parts mm-hmm. per million. And then you go out of tap water, it's almost always around 350. So, then you could run that water through your fridge, filter, and see, like, ah, did it get better or is it still full of garbage or not? So,
1: in, in Florida, my brother lives in Florida, and uh, we tested his tap water. And his pool, to see which one had, you know, how the chlorine was similar or not. And his tap water had more chlorine than his pool. Oh, wow. And he immediately freaked out, but he freaked out in the manner of, I must not have enough chlorine in my pool, <laughs> <laughs> so he runs outside. Like, he dumps in. a bunch of chlorine in his pool, oh and we go swimming the next day, and we can't see for three days. Oh my god! I mean, like That'd it was scared. like there'd be so, some pee in it too.
0: Like burn you your get, eyes. People out. always pee in the pool, so obviously <laughs>
1: right. Yeah. So don't don't trust the the tap water. It has a lot of garbage in it that is it's it's really not good. Yeah, um, I didn't
2: I didn't think of that as a way you could test if your if your fridge filter pull the chlorine out or not, just use like a pool kit system.
1: So um, let's talk about distilled too, because that was part of Wendy's question. Um, We'll talk a little bit about uh, when we suggest distilled water and and who why
2: yeah distilled or reverse osmosis or bev water just without any minerals added would be good for people that are in a state of electrolyte excess if their blood pressure is too high because of that same principle or phenomena of diffusion where if you put a fluid of low mineral content and a fluid of higher mineral content next to each other through a semi-permeable membrane like your bloodstream and your kidneys then that higher mineral content will diffuse into the lower mineral content so that will help your blood and your kidneys filter electrolytes out of your bloodstream which will help lower your electrolyte excess imbalance and push you back towards a balanced electrolyte state
1: right and there are some opinions out there about distilled water you know being like they call it a dead water and um that that's not beneficial and uh you know, the, there's debate about that, but the main thing to look at is if somebody has really high blood pressure, their blood pressure is, you know, 150 over something, 160, um, then th- it might be more important to give them some help to get some of that junk out of the body and so that the body can function better. And that doesn't mean that they should always drink distilled water, um, but if it can help them pull them out of an emergency situation, then to me that's a, a beneficial thing to do.
2: Yeah, and I mean, I honestly at this point don't, don't know enough to distinguish of all the benefits of reverse osmosis versus distilled water. I'm not sure. But the diffusion thing works in either case. It will lower blood pressure. And um, to me, it seems like reverse osmosis water is a more natural structure of water. I
1: agree. And I'm always going to want somebody to go towards reverse osmosis. But if if somebody, I'm not going to make them install a filter in their house before they start correcting issues. So as soon as someone sees their blood pressure is high, if they want to grab some distilled water and drink some, then yeah. that that might be good.
2: Another tricky thing, though, about people that are, that are trying to do this as low-budget as possible, like if you're going and buying distilled water from the grocery store, like in plastic containers, you might notice that that water is extra plasticky tasting. And it's because <laughs> it is, as they say, a hungry water. I mean, it pulls more sediment into it. So you know for that that, that's drinking plastic yeah you're drinking plastic Great point yeah you know and i've definitely noticed that when i've gone and bought distilled water it's like why does this taste like i'm drinking a nerf ball (laughs) (laughs) it's very plasticky which is a horrible thing to consume so your 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 distilled water is then going to be a more toxic choice than like spring water
1: right that is a good point um Dogs like Nerf balls a lot though. Yeah. So
2: maybe we're missing. They something. also eat anything. <laughs> so an <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: electrolyte deficient person, what's out there for them? Do they just need to always add drops, pretty much, or? Uh, some
2: mineral spring water can be higher mineral content. It'll say the parts per million on the bottle usually. Okay.
1: And um, somebody coming up asks about smart water, where they—that's basically water where they just put some. Um, minerals and electrolytes in there. They don't add any flavor to that, right? Uh,
2: I think maybe maybe they've expanded and added some. They have new are fla- flavored yeah, ones. They have I, plain too. Yeah, Just, I could right. be. I'm not.
1: So I'm. I feel like I'm okay with the plain one uh, that has minerals in it. If you don't, if you're not a person that has high blood pressure. Um, but yeah, mineral drops is great, and that doesn't mean you can only drink that. You could drink like bone broth.
0: Ma ah. <laughs> then you have to go get bones and
1: all that and chicken feet so and cook it. it for two days. Okay, let's go to this next question because it ties in well.
0: All right, uh, Elvia from San Benito, Texas, boil it. I
1: don't, I don't know anything about that tea.
2: I think it would kill parasites. Right, and bad. You, you know, know, if you're drinking of... stream water, <laughs> then. <laughs> then yes, definitely boil it. But it's not going to remove other chemical agents like chlorine and fluoride.
1: Right.
0: So even if you're cooking and you're boiling something, but you're using tap water, it's
2: still going to not good. You're, st- you're not going to destroy yeah. fluoride. Yeah.
0: All right, Meg. I just read that the chlorine in tap water can be detrimental to one's thyroid. Traveling can make it challenging to drink filtered water and stay sufficiently hydrated. Any suggestions?
2: You know, they're coming out with this awesome new technology where they're trying to solve the world water problem, like Sub-Saharan Africa and that sort of thing, and they've come up with these bottles called Lifesavers. That have this supreme filter on it that makes it like medically grade pure water through wow. a filter. You could take, you could scoop up water from like where this the, the rhin- where the rhinos are bathing, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> full of like all that craziness, and like run it through this water bottle filter, and it, you could be medically grade pure. You could inject it, wow. like wow, it's pretty incredible. So you can get better water bottles. Wow, yeah. what, do you remember the name of that water Life bottle? Savers? It's called like, I'm but, sure if you Google Lifesaver, it's going to come up as a candy. Yeah, yeah. If you Google like <laughs> Lifesaver Life water. water bottle, I have not purchased one of those. I don't know if Is it's it all 9 on million Amazon. dollars? I don't think so because they're trying to make it affordable for sub-Saharan African residents. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we haven't had any purchases in this <laughs> right. bottle. Uh. It's
1: only $89. <laughs> come on, B. But let's talk a little bit about um, chlorine and tap water. And there, there's a lot of theories out there about thyroid stuff, and actually, I mean, it's just about anything you could find somebody saying that's going to kill your thyroid. Like, there's like six substances on earth that somebody has not said that's going to mess up your thyroid. But when you look at chlorine in water, it's kind of a big deal, and the theory that makes the most sense to me, maybe you have another one, is that uh, we know that the thyroid needs iodine to function correctly. Like, there's not very many people that don't agree with that. Um, but chlorine and fluoride have the ability, uh, some people say that it strips iodine from the body, but the way I view it is that the chlorine or fluoride comes into the body as a toxin, and the body will use iodine to displace that toxin. So if you have that constantly coming in, then you're constantly using all of your iodine to displace all these toxins, and then you run out of iodine. So basically, I guess you could say it, it it displaced. Yeah. Can you get a
0: supplement of just iodine?
1: You could, but um it's there's a lot that are not uh effective. Um there's a lot that uh maybe
0: like a squid or something. Yeah, like a squid. Like actually
1: you know, uh seaweed is actually a, a really good way yeah. to get iodine it's actual real food, so that's a little easier to pull it from. But then again, you know, some people uh, their pHs are completely whacked, where the body can't absorb iodine so well. So they may try and take some supplement, but the body can't absorb it. So they're still fixing, not fixing the problem. To so where, so if you taking a step to avoid drinking chlorine is is really worth it. That's yeah. worth that effort.
2: And beyond just like, oh well, I'll just take more iodine. Like it kills your flora too. Like it kills bacteria, and you want there to be bacteria in your gut. Right. It's really important.
0: I gotta book right. some jobs and get a good filter. Yeah. Right, I'm just doing yeah. Brita. Because
1: just think, think that you you know better than to drink out of your pool. You know that that would not be
0: so beneficial. If, if yeah. you're drinking out of a Brita, it's like drinking out of your pool. Maybe no. a little less. Oh, because yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it, it yeah, could yeah. be a
1: little less. Yeah, um, but yeah, you don't want all that chlorine going in. And, and I think it was uh, Wendy um, that said that she was drinking filtered, but uh, cooking. With tap water. Somebody said that. Or maybe they're saying that later. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, so if you're cooking food with tap water, it's still in there. You still It's still getting in there.
2: Yeah. I mean, and flora is, like, hugely important. We don't talk about it nearly as much as, like, stomach acid and bile. But flora is responsible for a lot of, like unique nutrients that it like your bacteria should be creating like certain types of vitamin k and certain types of vitamin b as well as a lot of enzymes that enable you to break down other food like lactase like the enzyme that's needed to break down dairy properly comes largely from the flora in your gut and if you're drinking chlorinated water you're going to lose all those benefits and those flora also help keep in check bad flora like they prevent like other like candida and bacteria that you don't want to run rampant so you want to respect the little ecosystem that is your gut right
0: page from burleson texas please explain the appropriate time to use distilled water my reverse osmosis water provider closed so have been using ozarka it's better than tap but how bad is it
1: ozarka is a spring water so you know one thing if I had my choice, and I was allowed to drink any water I, was, I I could drink. I would drink spring water because that's right for my chemistry, and it has all the minerals in it. But, um, you know, I don't have a spring, yeah. um, so that was my pen. Kenna just I'm took sorry, my pen. Sorry, the spring water. We're gonna start this show over. Um, but it's OCD, y'all. Yeah, but the same thing, uh, we have an episode on OCD. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should, Maybe should listen, listen to listen it. To that. <laughs> my pen, my pen. Um,
0: <laughs> it's out of its place, oh no.
1: So, but the problem is, you know, you look at what what's the worst thing, because you also hear so much about the plastics from bottles leaching into the water and that causing uh, multiple problems, one of them being thyroid issues as well. So you got to kind of wonder what's the worst poison to have. Do you have an opinion about that? So if you can find
0: spring water in a glass bottle, you got it right yeah. there. That's the best.
1: Unless the company that made it shipped that water in a big plastic, plastic. truck. You know, <laughs> you know, you never know what's going on. I
2: mean I saw I re, I really do like the, the the Bev water systems or a reverse osmosis system in your house. That way you you, unless you have like a pure spring in and your then backyard. you can just
0: fill your glass bottles yeah. or your, what yeah. is it, BPA plastic? Yeah, those, right. Does that then, really you can,
2: help? then you can do it. Yeah, okay, totally. Good. Then you can do it right. And there's not more expense and there's not more like garbage packaging that comes from buying plastic bottles mm-hmm. that are poisoning you. Anyway, like it's just worth the investment to get a good system in your house.
1: Like what I do personally is, you know, that bottle of water, uh, Voss. They sell it in, like, most Whole Foods. I think it's V-O-S-S. And it's, like, a sparkling water, and it comes in a glass bottle. So I buy those, and I dump out the water, and then I just <laughs> use is. that to fill up my water. And then I set it on the ledge of the gym, and Kenna kicks it uh-huh. over and breaks it. Breaks it. <laughs> and then... Twelve weeks later, we're still finding glass. Yeah, uh-huh. right, all over the gym floor.
0: But I think it might have been the first time the gym floor was mopped. <laughs> right, so, that's, so, so you're really a helper. Plus. Do yeah. we
2: do we have questions about carbonation coming up? Because I want to talk. But about
1: we that. need to we need to hit on that for sure. I'll Why make you one just... up.
0: Is carbonation good for you?
2: Depends. <laughs> but for a lot of people, it's fantastic. It's um if your breath rate is at all slow, or if you have like an underactive thyroid, uh, carbonation is going to massively help your your cells produce energy which can support proper thyroid function and and it can if you're overly alkaline it can relieve the anxiety and panic attacks that comes from that by the real thing about it is your your body is trying to balance out the oxygen to co2 levels in your blood and your tissues all the time and we can inhale oxygen pretty easily but our cells are responsible for making co2 and sometimes they're not making enough of it for a lot of different reasons. So saturating your bloodstream with extra carbonation can really, really help the process of what's called the Bohr effect, which is carbonation helps trigger the blood cells to release the oxygen they're carrying from the blood cell and give it to the tissue. If you don't have enough CO2 or enough carbonation in your bloodstream, that doesn't happen.
0: So you think I would probably be a good candidate for it, the carbonation? A
2: good thing to look at is your breath rate. Yeah, that
0: that's the most thing?
1: important thing.
2: Yeah. So, Tony, what's my breath rate? Right?
0: Mm-hmm. Go back so, yeah. <laughs> never checked. <laughs> <laughs> so, so at, we were, at one point he did with right. my testing so
2: if your breath rate's right around sixteen breaths per minute at rest, that's pretty balanced. It's pretty great. You could give or take carbonation if it's slower than that, as a lot of people's are like mine will without help tend to be around like ten when
1: breaths. I first started all this, I was seven
2: yeah, really slow. I've seen in four, uh-huh. four. it was crazy um then carbonate. the slower your breath rate is, the more beneficial carbonated water is going to be for you. And then also, at times of higher energy demand, like during a workout, can also really help. Because when your cells have enough carbonation, they'll create energy in a clean way. But when they have a high work demand or just poor carbonation in the bloodstream, they're going to still try to create energy, but they do it in a dirty way where your cells end up making a lot of lactic acid. And that's what happens when you over, like, you place a huge energy demand on your cells, like you're doing a set of squats or something, Mm -hmm. and your legs start burning, like, Part of that is an energy deficiency in the cells, and there's creating lactic acid and other things that are causing the pain in the area. But they're still creating energy, and more and more inefficiently as they as they do that. But if you're saturated with carbonation, you can create more energy more cleanly, and that can help relieve a so lot of So sparkling
0: problems. water is carbonated water yeah. and stuff. But if, say if you get something with like a fruit flavor in it, if it's like still if it's like arrowhead, and it might be like berry or something. Well, if it's
2: still sparkling, like <laughs> it
1: depends on what they're flavoring it with too. You know, mm-hmm. there's some people that do some clean, good natural flavoring mm-hmm. stuff, and there's other people that are putting Fruit Loop coloring stuff in there. You never know what it yeah, is. Yeah,
2: you wouldn't want the dyes, just like you wouldn't want yeah, chlorine yeah, and stuff. Yeah. But if it's carbonated, like as far as what I'm talking about here with energy production. Even if it was like even Coca Cola, now that we'd say to drink that, it would still help in that in that single aspect of the carbonation bloodstream, mm-hmm. like energy.
0: What's really good is lemon juice with a little bit of um, the stevia, and then you've got like a sparkling. Yeah, I think lemonade. we made that for the cookbook. It's really good. So did
2: a yeah. mojito. Oh,
0: my yeah. and
1: and so this just kind of reiterates the fact that it kind of helps you understand that oh, all those idiots that are telling everybody needs to alkalize are really ruining a lot of people because there's a lot of people that benefit a lot when they start to drink a carbonated water that's helping acidify their bloodstream a little bit. Yeah. And again, you need to look at your breath rate to know what's right for you because one of those things is likely very right for you and one of them could be very, very wrong.
2: Right. And just to get into a little bit of like the complex pH dynamics, if you don't have enough CO2, you create tons of lactic acid. So by drinking carbonic acid you're creating a less acidic environment because then you're not creating so much lactic acid right so so these different acids aren't all the same and they have a different impact on on your ph balance
0: Mm. so you need to be counting my resting rates when i'm not paying attention yeah
2: well you know how to do
1: that and anybody else that wants to know how Mm. to do that can look at how to do self tests in our free four-week digestion course at stop. But when
0: you're rarer, then you change it.
1: Yeah, it's harder, but you can still do it. You can still...
0: Nina, that's going to be your job at some point.
1: Yeah, you guys can braid each other's hair and count each other's okay. breath rate. Yeah, Good.
2: in essence, like if you want to know your breath rate, you just count how many breaths you take in a minute. And if you think you, you keep changing it because you're conscious of it, just ask a friend to do it sometime. Yeah. Like, and
0: you said under 15 or 16? I-
2: ideal is right around six, 15, 16 breaths per minute. And if it's slower than that, carbonated water would be good for you. Okay. If it's faster than that, uh, maybe maybe good, maybe not. It depends. Yeah, it depends okay. on how
1: high it is and
2: and what's causing that.
0: To all be right. Some life straw. I, 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 don't I don't know what that means I at all. I don't either.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure that I want to investigate to find out what that means. No.
2: Yeah. Huh. Anyway.
1: <laughs> the water is the straw
0: of life. I don't know. Well, maybe. Uh. Okay, Nicole. Good one. Important to drink a certain amount in the morning. What about Ayurvedic lemonade? <laughs> I'm so from Texas. <laughs> Ayurvedic. Ayurvedic. Ayurvedic, Ayurvedic lemonade. How long should you wait before or after eating?
1: So. Um, one good thing about water in the morning, and I think the Ayurvedic thing is that they want you to drink warm water with, uh, lemonade in the morning, and they, they say that the warm water is good for peristalsis to get things moving, and the the lemon is about happiness or something. Oh, I know what it was. They like to say that it helps to clean gook uh, and bacteria off of intestinal walls and stuff like that. But, um... I don't think it's necessary for peristalsis. We kind of feel more along the lines of that the stool moves at the level of the stool's acidity. And if someone is not moving well, they're probably not making enough stomach acid. And we talk about that a lot in our constipation episode. Um, But there is a good thing about drinking water in the morning, and especially if you have high blood pressure. If you're a person that has high blood pressure and if you drink a bunch of water in the morning, then that water can go directly towards washing junk out of the body. Um, Once you've eaten and done other things and there's a lot of water that goes to a lot of other functions in the body, so not as much would go towards washing junk out.
0: Do you Um, have any? Oh, a question about like the temperature. Is cold water bad for you? Because I love ice cold water, but people say, no, it shocks your system. You need you need, you need, know, room temperature water.
2: I think it really depends on you.
1: I, I, I've heard a couple of things. One is I've heard, well, it takes resources for your body to change the temperature to a body temperature situation. So that's their reason why you should not drink cold water. Um, and I've looked at other views that were like, just shut up, just drink whatever you want. Yeah, your body will figure it out. I mean,
2: if I'm in the middle of a workout, I don't want a cup of hot water. Yeah, (laughs) I know. You know, (laughs) so it depends on, like, how hot you are, like, if your body's trying to cool itself down or heat itself up and where your base temperature is. Um, I
1: I bet that there are benefits to either side or there's reasons, but I think that they're not important or massive enough to change whatever your preference is.
2: Yeah, and if... I mean I don't know if the lemon thing is for bowel cleansing but there's there's other great tools for that like activated charcoal and right sometimes cassara sagrada can be useful but I'm not sure exactly what the lemon for is for in the ayurvedic tradition
1: right but I, I you know a lot of people that stool is not moving that well Will form a lot more garbage on the side of the
2: mm.
1: colon, intestinal walls, all that kind of stuff. So anything that could help would be beneficial in that respect. Sure. So that could be great, but we just kind of view it as fixed digestion, and everything kind of works better. Yeah, Cool. There's other people that use lemon, like because they think it's alkalizing, and then we just we don't we don't like we those just people. Smiling, nod. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. Anne from Holden, Missouri. There is some smart water out on the market. I was wondering if it really is that much better for us. I think
1: we talked about that, Anne. Mm -hmm. So just, I hope you caught the beginning
0: of the show. Yeah, go back and rewind. Just
1: rewind a little bit.
0: All right, Cherie. How do you know when you need to take a drink and when to just stop talking? I talk a lot for my job and my throat gets dry. But I have low blood pressure, so try to limit water. Then I lose my voice. Can't win.
1: I always vote for just stop talking.
0: Yeah. That's my
2: that's always that's always <laughs> my thing. Right. And you do want to get to like take all the steps that we recommend to get your blood pressure up higher so you do have more of that. Um in in that case would you recommend any kind of like things that can be sort of lubricating like glycerin or honey or
1: you know what I've never tried glycerin for that type of lubrication people always recommend honey and i i've never had success with it mm. and i'm and I, maybe it's just because it's a sugar but the people that i've used it with it just didn't help but one thing that Sharika could do is she could if you know if she's not putting drops in her water put mineral drops in your water so it'll allow you to drink some and then when you're having a situation where you're talking a lot just drink small amounts and that's a really easy uh temporary fix mm-hmm. while you work to bring up blood pressure
2: yeah I mean, your throat shouldn't get dry when you're talking. I I remember, though, my I think my mom, and one time when I used to want to be a musician, I was singing like a ton, and I found out about this spray called like Singer's Rescue or something yeah, like I've that. Yeah, I tried that too. Yeah, and it provided some relief, but really you want to correct the reason why you're so dehydrated and, and why there isn't more water in your system. Right. Do you want to talk about the anabolic imbalance at all in that? No. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that is good, and I think that's an important thing that we haven't hit yet, and we really need to talk about the catabolic imbalance because some people will figure out, oh, if I drink a lot of water, I, I got butt soup all day, and I'm the diarrhea captain, mm. and so they stop drinking water. But um, so let's talk a little bit about anabolic catabolic
2: and yeah. So those are two different states of the body: the catabolics, like. And they're both good in balance, like when you should be catabolic during the daytime and anabolic at night. And catabolic is a state where your body is in a tissue breakdown, but oxidizing, energy-producing, I'm awake kind of mode. And the anabolic is the resting, digesting, rebuilding, regenerative state. So they're both good, but you can get stuck in one or stuck in the other. And how it relates to this moment of conversation is if you're too catabolic all the time, then more of the water that you consume in your food and your beverages goes out through your colon so you tend towards diarrhea. And then if you're too anabolic, more of the water you consume goes through your kidneys so you pee out too much and then your your bowel movements are maybe sluggish because they don't have enough fluid push them through and you're losing a lot of uh, your water through your urine.
1: Right, and, and if you are anabolic and you're, you're losing all that water through your urine, you're also bringing out a lot of mineral with that. So you're peeing out A lot of your mineral in that state so uh it can be important to balance that out and we teach people how to look at that in our free four-week digestion course
0: all right carrie we have a deep well and i want to get it tested but how do i know if the test is comprehensive comprehensive enough what are some of the most important things to watch out for in well water
1: Geez, that's a loaded one there's there's a lot of stuff Um, yeah you want you want to limit the amount of dead people that are in your well that
0: have fallen in your well
1: and actually that is a concern not dead people but animals um, if an animal falls in there and it dies uh then that's going to attract bacteria (laughs) and it's going to create all kinds of problems um but there's other issues and not that i'm against well water if you had a good well and good water then that would it would be a mineral rich source of water um but there's a lot of things. Sewages can get leaks, and then that leaks through the ground into the well water. Um, you know, if you live next door to a nuclear power plant, you might mm-hmm. want to keep that in mind. <laughs> you know, there's there's a lot of factors that can go on, but We're I don't have a,
0: Chernobyl, Russia,
1: right? If you if you live yeah. there, um, but uh, you know, as far as what you need to look for in a test or how to know if. I mean, if some guy named Earl is just like, "Yeah, I tested it; it's fine." <laughs> you know, I don't know how that works. It looks um, fine to me, but I don't—I don't even have a clue of what you would even look with, look, look for. But yeah. I think it does kind of matter, you know, how far out in the boonies are you, away from sewage plants and whatever and other things like that.
2: Yeah, I mean, I—I I, I think the only way I would drink well water is if. I boiled and steamed it and distilled the steam <laughs> <You know>, i like, <laughs> like, I just wouldn't like because there's you're the only one that it's affecting, so no one else is taking any precaution to make sure that water is clean, and it could be all sorts of like bacteria and so even if there aren't like pollution, it could be like biological entities that you don't want to be like parasites oh My, gosh, my
0: mom them. has a well we used she to have a well yeah. when
2: I was a kid. I would maybe wash maybe wash my clothes in it as long as I also put in, like, some bleach agent. <laughs> like,
0: hmm, this tastes a little bit like Jessica McClure. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: I just wouldn't. I don't think I would drink it. Okay, so we have Will's opinion, and I, I ended up not really
1: having one. Sorry, Carrie. We, we were not that helpful, I don't think. Unless we completely scared you away from ever drinking anything <laughs> out of your well again. But I bet that there are comprehensive tests
2: that you could get to figure it out. I'm sure you could send it to a lab and it's like... How many pathogens and heavy metals and things are in my water? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, we have a couple minutes left. Uh, so real quick, let's just review, and then we'll see if we have time for a couple of last 20 questions. But for water, the first step, uh, wouldn't you say, is just to look at your blood pressure to figure out where you are so you get an idea of how much water should you be drinking, does it matter what kind, all that kind of stuff. Also, if somebody's balanced blood pressure, then... Uh, Drink some wild water. Yeah, do you Kind of go. Do whatever you want. Do what you're yeah. doing. <laughs> you keep yeah. on, keeping on. Yeah, just uh, it kind of frees you up to be allowed to do all. And I'll mix things up a little bit too. Like, I I think that the concern of spring water in the bottles and bottles leaching, I think all that is is legit. But sometimes I'll drink bottled spring water just so that I'm getting some spring water. You
0: are crazy. I'm, I can't you be are stopped. I'm a there. rebel wow. on Saturday nights. Gosh.
1: But um. You know, since there's good and bad to both sides, I just, I go both ways. Sure. Yeah. yeah.
0: Wow. People always suspected <laughs> wow. that. But he just came out. Um, you know?
2: Yeah. on the um, water conversation. But yeah, some other recap things like let thirst and your self-testing scores be your guide as far as like how much to drink and how much minerals to add or not add. Let your breath rate indicate, like if you determine carbonated water is great. And if you do want to carbonate your water, there's a really awesome product called the SodaStream that you can get. Target sells like 90 bucks or something. But you can ultra carbonate your water, which is really great and make your own little home sodas. That's my favorite. Like a mad scientist kit. It's so nice. Um,
1: You can also keep an eye on your stool uh, to get indications. Just for fun. Yeah, just (laughs) because all the cool kids do. But if your stool's way too loose... you you at least know in that moment that too much water is going to your stool. And you probably need to do things to fix that problem, but uh, for an immediate uh, slight improvement, you may reduce what you're drinking. If your stool is too plugged up, you need to get more water there, so adding some could be helpful if you're not too electrolyte deficient.
2: And another little thing about the the concentrates-trace mineral drops can be actually useful if you're slightly anabolic because they have a fair amount of magnesium in them, which can push you to be more catabolic. Right. right, yeah, so that's a nice little additive, uh, I think those are the main things that we wanted to say about it, yeah, yeah. so let's do a couple quick, quick. these
1: All are right. same
0: topics, so it'll be easy. Chrissy, boy, oh boy, am I glad I hopped on Facebook today? I found you. Let me give you a little background on me i'm thirty six years old' that's my five carbonated foot water. Seven. <laughs> that was my carbonated water bottle. Yeah. I practice what I breathe. Uh-huh. And I'm five foot seven and overweight. I have struggled for years with digestive issues. I was born with a small esophagus, so I've had to have it stretched a handful of times. So at the same time, they put me on reflux medication. So I've been on one pill or another for a long time. I do get regular checks and do not have Barrett's syndrome, but I do easily get a ball in the throat sensation as opposed to a burn. A few years ago, I started seeing a chiropractor pr- 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 naturopath Doctor, that says I absolutely need off my protonics meds. I've tried in the past with a product that he offers called Zypan. It was uncomfortable, and it was not very successful, but I really, really want off these meds. I know my digestion is a huge problem for me. I'm overweight, have skin problems, suffer from anxiety. My question to you is how do I get off these meds successfully and stay off for good? I want to lose weight and get healthy, but do not want to have to worry about stomach esophageal cancers. Please help me.
1: So um, first of all, Chrissy, I I won't give you any advice against whatever your doctor said because then I get yelled at. Um, But here's the situation that I would do. Also, uh, when someone stretches your esophagus, I I haven't had many people do that to me. uh, But I don't know. You did? No. I'm just kidding. So I don't know how that process goes. And I also don't know if that would have any effect on your LES, the lower esophageal sphincter valve. I don't know if, if stretching it would be like, almost like creating a hiatal hernia that keeps that valve from closing correctly. I have no idea. <coughs> but that's something that you should keep in mind. But um, the one thing that makes a lot of sense is that if you were using Zypan, you, it'd be very easy for you not to have any success. Um, Zypan is standard processes version of hcl and it's a really small little tablet and it probably has 50 or (coughs) 80 grams of hcl in it It, and it's also a tablet so if if you dissolve right there that's it's gonna hurt or something um but i i just never liked using it um because we find that for most people to fix reflux they need to work up to a full dose of five hcl capsules and Most capsules have about 500 milligrams of HCL in them, so it's a lot more HCL. So if you're just adding a little bit of HCL in your stomach, but it's not enough to trigger that valve to close, you're still going to have reflux, but now your reflux is filled with more acid.
2: A little more. (laughs) Yeah. Just enough to make it hurt.
1: Yeah, um, so... So that's not good. So a lot of people, when they start doing an ACL protocol, they'll start with one capsule because that's how you're supposed to do it. But now the the heartburn's like way worse because now it's still getting reflux. Mm. Um, so they have to build up a little faster to the full dose. And then once it's a full dose, it's usually enough acid to trigger the valve to close and the reflux stops. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, you can learn all that on the Free Digestive Issues course if you haven't found that part of it yet. Right,
1: we'll talk about one other thing with this next question too. Okay.
0: All right, Allison from Tempe, Arizona. I am confused by two opposite ways at looking at GERD. The book, Dropping Acid, the Reflux Diet Cookbook and Cure, says it is too much acid and the acidification of our food supply. I have been on PPI for years and have been trying to get off them. Tried HCL supplementation and have continuous heartburn for 24 hours. You say, you say, not enough acid. So what the heck should I do? Thanks. Um,
1: I, first of all, you write, you find somebody who's talking about the acidification of our food supply and how it's making us all too acid. And then you smack them in the back of your head. (laughs) Their head. That's the first plan.
0: Yeah, you wouldn't smack them in the back of your head. That would be painful to you. It would be harder for them to do that.
1: Um, Because it's it's just false. Uh, The way that they're looking at it is they take a food and they burn it with a flame and then they measure the ash to see if the ash is alkaline or acid. And that's how they're deciding whether a food is... Uh, acidifying or alkalizing. Um so where in the human body is there a flame?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It it doesn't it's exist. On top of so, my head. Right. So it's just it's so far
2: from human physiology that it's a joke and uh I, maybe these were two different books. Like he wrote Dropping Acid and then he also wrote The Reflex Guide. <laughs> yeah, the that's, yeah, this the first one he was on acid when
1: he
0: yeah, uh, did it. It? So, it. we're not maybe saying that the people
1: water. that people that say this are stupid because Will and I both believed this yeah, for a long time, totally. many years ago. Right. So we, we fell for it too. It just turns out not to be true at all. Um, so if you're going to try to reduce your stomach acid, you might as well just use a drug that turns it off. It's just that that's, we find that that's not the way that to fix it. Drink some well water
2: while you are <laughs> <out> here. <Yeah. laughs> or just drop some acid. And right. so, I mean, it's, it's pretty undebatable that the stomach is supposed to be acid. I know people still debate that though.
1: Well, we were, yeah. it's kind of been drilled into our head that you know when we feel acid coming up that our stomach must have too much acid so let's turn it off
2: yeah just like a simple look into like the basics of how digestion in the stomach works how hcl works and the the really clear knowledge that like if you don't have acid in your stomach you don't digest proteins and pepsin doesn't get activated and you don't sterilize your food that's not really debatable
1: but right so the you want to read chapter 3 of kick your fat in the nuts that explains how digestion is supposed to work and all the harm that can come when your stomach acid is off, that's a big deal, because you're basically turning off the protective layer of your body that that kills anything that comes in your body. So you're kind of leaving the door open for anybody to come in and take over. Yeah. But on the show notes, we'll put a link to a video that I made about reflux that explains that you know a lot about that the bacteria in your stomach that lives there when there is no acid is doing a lot of things that causes that reflux, and you kind of need to wipe them out.
2: Yeah, and acid will help do that. But like Tony was saying earlier, like for, for this individual who had their esophagus stretched out, who was the previous question, like there might be anatomical structural problems to using that acid, because you don't want acid in your esophagus or the enzymes that go along with that, because it will break down the tissue of your esophagus if you're if your lower esophageal sphincter isn't closing correctly, which could be the case if you have a hiatal hernia or someone's stretched out here, esophagus might do that. So you got to make sure you watch that clip that uh, Tony just mentioned about the causes of reflux.
1: We also have an episode on reflux and GERD that goes into this in a lot more depth. So it's important to understand that, but this is an important topic that you need to learn about um, if you're having these questions, because, It's a common question because the medical world tells us to turn stomach acid off, um, and it's a a multi-billion dollar industry uh, that is not going to say, oh, we we were wrong about that, because then that turns off multi-billion dollars.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) So that's the
0: stuff. Okay, cool. For all of our Kick It Naturally listeners, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial so you can check out their service. Just go to kickitinthenuts.com forward slash audiobook to find the link. And if you want to learn more about how to look at your own body chemistry, you can read any of Tony's books or take the free four-week digestion course at kickitinthenuts.com or head on over to Will Schmidt's page, mybodyofknowledge.net, and he's got a lot of uh, interesting articles on there, too, and exercise. Sizes and all kinds of there's stuff there's
2: also an article i think i mentioned it, about water on there if you go yeah. just type water in the search box
0: yeah so go over to his page and type in water
1: and if you heard something that you you'd like to go over to itunes and leave us a review we really appreciate everybody leaving all us reviews we've been getting a whole bunch of them that really helps us as spread the word as long as
0: they're good oh okay mm-hmm. can of had us a, a, a stipulation a say anything
1: nice yeah. don't say anything. exactly <laughs> okay see you next week
0: oh they add the music on
1: by themselves you don't have to do it they add it yeah you know take care of that learn more about today's topic by becoming a kiy member and gain access to our members only podcast episodes that's where we dig deeper into each topic and share the secrets that help our clients and coaches see such amazing results you'll also gain access to our private support group where you can ask us questions when you get stuck It's only $9 a month and you get free shipping at naturalreference.com, which can save you like $9 a month. So do the math and join the Kick It Yourself K-I-Y gang. Go to kickitnaturally.com forward slash K-I-Y and we'll see you on the inside.